0: Hi, I'm Emory Parker.
1: And I'm Brooks Brunson.
0: And we're here each week to explain the forces shaping the Palmetto State.
1: But today we just really want to know where's the money at.
0: Right. This is (laughs) Understand South Carolina.
1: I'm definitely not funny.
0: So today we welcome business reporter Andrew Brown. Hey, Andy. Hey.
1: And and Thad's back. You guys remember Thad? Hi, Thad. Yeah. Thad, Thad, what do you do?
2: I'm a projects reporter
1: here. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Thad's back Last time he was here with us to talk about... What's the, what? what were you here to talk <laughs> about? I was here to talk
2: about plutonium.
1: Plutonium. Oh, That's plutonium. right. Plutonium nuclear uh, yeah, problem. Oh,
2: tr-
0: yeah. The Chernobyl. Yeah, Chernobyl. Not yeah, Chernobyl. Not Chernobyl episode? Not Chernobyl. Yeah.
1: It's a good, it's a good listen. Um, so, yeah. Welcome back, Thad. So, we're here today to talk about your electric bills and why, if you were once a um, SCE&G customer, you are now getting um, these checks in the mail. Uh, most of them, from what I've heard, have been pretty small checks. Um, so both Andy and Thad here have been covering what is known as uh, the South Carolina's failed nuclear project. And that's why you're getting those checks, um, if you aren't familiar. Both these guys love talking about this project and its failing. You you know, if you try to go to happy hour with them, they. it's highly unlikely that
0: yeah, I don't think this I, would
1: not get brought up.
0: Have, yeah, I haven't been to a happy hour yet where I don't think these these topics have come up. Yeah, so. like I think we, we have
3: slowed that down. Okay, well, there is a time fair,
0: fair.
1: where I was like, I know I'm going to get into it, but always it was a good insight because I always, it's a complicated thing to understand. But I want to, you know, in case there are some readers out there that don't even know what even happened and why we um, are getting these refund checks, can you guys explain? All right, let's see, I'm going to time it. 'Cause we want to keep it as simple as possible. I put a timer on in ninety seconds. And
2: Wait, can you tell me what I'm I'm setting up a timer on my phone too? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's that attempting to explain in a minute and thirty seconds why you are getting refund checks from S C E and G's parent company, Skiena. Go.
2: Okay, God. <laughs> you're wasting a lot of time. I'm not starting my clock yet. This is so hard. Okay. Um, Would you like me to do it? F- Flops no. right out of the gate. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Okay. So back in the late 2000s, uh, Scana and Santee Cooper decided that they needed a new source of electricity
1: is in there, South Carolina. There are two utility companies. Sorry. Two
2: utility companies in South Carolina. One of them is SCNG. That's the one that if you live in Charleston or Columbia – you probably have them. So they decide we need a new source of electricity for the state. We expect uh, we need to get rid of coal and and sort of carbon-emitting plants. So they decide to build two new nuclear plants the first time anyone's tried to build a nuclear plant in the U.S. in three decades. Things do not go well. The project goes way, way over budget. Um, they, they never get especially close to finishing. And after about a decade, they give up. In 2017. That sets off a big firestorm in pol- political and in regulatory and legal worlds. There's a lot of uh, uh, sort of revelations that come out suggesting that the utilities knew about some really serious fundamental problems. in the weeds. I know. Basically, that they lied to the public and to regulators. This leads to a big lawsuit on behalf of ratepayers saying, hey, we shouldn't have to pay that money.
1: How much should ratepayers have to pay?
3: They paid over $2 billion in total during the course of the project.
2: That's true. And they continue to pay a little bit today. So here's the point. They settled, and that's why you got checks. Hey, did you do it? Yeah, like 92 seconds. Wow. Woo-hoo! I could do
3: it in 30, okay? <laughs> right. Let's just do this really quick. All right, All right. Challenge. All right. Yeah. 2007, they wanted to build a nuclear project, two utilities in South Carolina. Get to 2017, the project is canceled. It went way over budget and ran way behind schedule. Everything started to implode. The legislature started to investigate. Uh, The PSC, or the state's utility regulator, stepped in, and lawyers in South Carolina, several law firms, about five or six of them, filed a lawsuit on behalf of electric payers with S, C, E, and G. They sued them to essentially get back the money that rate payers had to pay over roughly a decade in order um, to construct this project that was now defunct, and as a result, uh, Scana or S-E-N-G settled this lawsuit last November. Um, they agreed to give up $110 million and to sell two properties in South Carolina and give the proceeds of those sales back to ratepayers. Here we are. Everybody's getting four cent checks or $20 here or there and people are upset.
2: Who here got um, it? so was fifty-seven yeah. seconds, and I think that oh. it, you should tweet this episode with hashtag Team Thad
0: or hashtag Team Andy. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. All right, oh, all right. We'll, yeah, we're, doing codes. Codes.
0: we're definitely doing that, everybody. Yes. All right, but who here? Who here got a check? I'm curious.
1: I did it, and I'm so mad. I didn't. Okay, like I even ten bucks. Like I'll take ten bucks. I've been a customer since 2011, and I never got. I still haven't got a check. Do you do y- y'all know why? They That's were weird. supposed to
3: find people. So, if you moved addresses, um, they were supposed to find people. But if you were living in an apartment that didn't have your name on it, on the electric bill. But
1: I did. I've always, it's always been me. And I was, it was me. I did move to Virginia for six months. Doesn't matter. You should
2: still get it. But, yeah, this is,
1: I mean, I was an s e n g and g company customer from 2011 through to 2017. And then again in 2018. And now I'm a Dominion Energy customer, I guess. Hmm.
2: Right? That, that, I mean, get is, into that. that is odd. You should maybe call the claims administrator and see.
1: That sounds like a fun phone call, doesn't it?
2: It does. You well, can like call five it, for ten bucks.
1: Right. It matters. Yeah. I you know, if it's if my check is fifty cents, then I don't care. Right? <laughs> but if well, it's ten bucks,
2: maybe. Maybe. Hard to say. I mean I got fifty bucks. I didn't expect what? that. Wow. What? Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. We're, is that because you like had roommates for a long time and you like were the rate payer? Essentially, yeah. Okay. It was in my name. See, I'm not, a, I have not communicated with my college roommates
3: I about see. that,
2: and I will not be doing that. Paging but yeah. Thad's roommates. Yeah, yeah. let's make sure they, <laughs> they <laughs> listen <laughs> to this episode. Uh... <laughs> You're you owed they, ten dollars. Most of like them that. live out of state now, so I'm guessing
0: they don't listen. But um, uh, we yeah. will find them. <laughs> don't do that. We'll track them down. Anyway, uh, yeah. Shout out to college. I got four dollars. I got I got five dollars and ninety cents. I was a little bit screwed though. My last uh, apartment, my roommate was. The account was actually in his name. So most of the money that I've spent with Scana in my life was through. So he actually got the check.
2: Yeah, same. I don't actually, yeah. like, like, I don't <laughs> have a power bill in my name right now. And so I probably would get more, but.
1: Gosh, so that's, I've always had the power. I've always had roommates and I've always had the power bill in my name. Yeah. So I really feel like that I could be in a bad situation. I even, when I moved to Virginia, I, the power bill was still in my name here. My roommates were just paying me for it. Like mm-hmm. That's how. That's how much I've
0: paid. I have a okay. So I want to talk about the name Dominion came up, mm-hmm. and that reminds me the thing that I've probably seen the most on social media, online, and even just talking about this with people is if you remember back last year, Dominion wanted to buy Scana, and they put out they like they had this ad campaign where they promised. Where they they were saying like if we buy Scanna we'll just write everybody a thousand dollar check and they were like had these ads and everything they were like on TV and it said like oh I could they were buy- in
1: our paper yeah I
0: could I could do a lot with a thousand dollars now it ended up not happening uh, we can discuss that in a second so a lot of people I think are confused because they remember at one point being told they might get a thousand dollar check and then maybe they forgot about it and then they get a Check in the mail for five bucks and then I see a lot of people on Facebook like where's the nine hundred ninety five dollars that I'm owed so can we try to help disentangle these these two things because these are separate totally separate things right yeah,
1: but to are. the to the person they're not right they're you not see all these like, messages they're gonna get a thousand dollars Dominion does purchase scanna and then they don't
0: Here, here's the really short answer
2: to that right yeah so Dominion came out strong out of the gate when they wanted to buy sc and they said, we'll give everyone $1,000. But there was a really big caveat to that, which is that the power rates would stay high. Like the power rates were not going to go down. And if you remember, everyone's bills used to be higher. Like, what, this time last year, or maybe a year and a half ago, they were a lot higher. Oh, yeah, And totally. then they fell really hard because, technically because the legislature made them. But the way that became a permanent cut was that the state's utility regulators basically were given the choice, either you can give everyone $1,000 and the rates will go back up and everyone's going to be unhappy, or we'll just keep the rates low. So they take, took the $1,000 money, it was like $1.3 billion, and they just put it toward future rates. Now, obviously, if you're somebody who was an sc customer and you left or you're not going to be here for a lot longer, whatever, that doesn't work out great for you. But if you're staying, you're still essentially getting that benefit. That's it, sort of the. the I think as a the customer,
1: though, it's hard to like notice that. Like I, you know, I, that just makes me think because like my electric bill this summer has been lower than most summers in Charleston. You know, like That's why. I that is just now occurring to me is that is the reason why I've been like, oh, I've been so good. I've been like not using too much electricity, turning out my lights. It's working. But that's, that's not yeah, I, mean,
0: I think that that's fair. That's, it's probably a hard thing for people to necessarily notice unless they're paying attention because it's not like your phone bill where it's like, you know, it's going to be 80 bucks a month, no matter what, it's always varying. And so you might be thinking, oh, maybe the weather has been cooler. Of course, sure hasn't, but
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they have that like budget pay thing where you can pay the same amount every month. So you would notice if you had that, yeah. but yeah, I mean. I think that that cut happened around it was like August or September last year. So, starting to cool off maybe a little bit. It's hard to it's hard to know with your power bill, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Opening the power bill is like roulette every time a little bit. You're just like, "Hope it's not that bad."
1: Okay. So, Emory said he got $5?
0: $5.90.
1: How much did you get, Andy? $4. So, Emory's lived here a lot longer than Andy has.
0: Well, but remember like I said, I, the for most of the time that I've lived here, I I had a SE engine account when I was in college. I was the rate payer, but then after college, when I moved moved away and then moved back to Charleston, like the last four years, I've had SE engine, but I've been paying through my roommate. Right. So.
1: But yeah, is it based though on how long you've been a customer? Then
0: no, it's it's so between
3: 2009 and 2017, the rates gradually increased. And so if you were a customer from 2016 to 2017 versus a customer from 2009 to 2012, you were likely paying more for the nuclear reactors by 2016, 2017. Oh, And yeah, so it, it's based on over what stretch of time you were an SCE and g customer over that roughly a decade, and based on how much electricity you used. So this isn't like, this isn't a flat across the board, you were a customer, you get so much money, it's You used a thousand kilowatts, or used two thousand kilowatts of electricity. I know my former editor Andy Shane up in Columbia uh, got like an eighty-three dollar check. That's likely because he used a massive amount of electricity over the past decade. What is he doing?
2: You know,
1: (laughs) he's going to be on our server farms. He's going to be on our show next week. Bitcoin mining. Yeah, he'll be on our show next week, so we should ask him. Okay.
2: But that's the tricky thing, right? I mean, I think part of the, the question or part of what made this whole thing difficult is sort of knowing concept like, okay, yeah, rates went up over time. So it depends on how much electricity you used and when. So like when you were in college, the rates were lower. So you're not going to get as much. Ooh, yeah. But they didn't give any explanation when they sent the check. Like, I mean, I knew I followed this stuff. I just got a check in the mail one day and I was like, what's this about? You know, like obviously I knew what it was about, but there's no explanation mm-hmm. for how they calculated the thing. Just right. here's some cash. Okay,
0: so, so we know, like, anecdotally, then people just like talking to each other how much each other got. Do we know anything about like what the average payout is or like what people are getting? Here's what the uh, lead attorney in this
3: class action lawsuit sent out to the media whenever these payouts started rolling out. Um, and this is, again, Ed Westbrook. He was one of the lead attorneys who represented SCANA or SENG ratepayers in the lawsuit. He suggested that there were going to be about 41,000 customers in this first payout that would get a, around $100. Okay. These are just his numbers. I, you know, we have no insight into actually how this money is flowing and, and how they're accounting for this stuff. And he suggested that there, you know, the range was like, you'd make less than $20. He outright said, you know, some a lot of people are going to make less than $20 on this check. And he said there was at least one customer, uh, an industrial customer, who would be getting back like a million dollars. Now, an industrial customer over that right. time period probably used a ton of electricity. So you're talking about maybe like a smelter or some type of other manufacturing facility that was running huge amounts of power, you know, day in and day out. So, but that's that's the gist of what we know is mm-hmm. the, the payouts range. It was according to um, what was decided in court. It was supposed to be based on your kilowatt usage and essentially how much, Money you contributed to those nuclear reactors uh, mm-hmm. over the course of construction.
0: So, what's the what's the total size of the settlement? Like, how much total money is being spent on this? So, the settlement, which was
3: announced last November, um, and this was whenever Dominion was uh, getting state approval to take over Se and G. These lawyers uh, that were suing Scana and Se and G settled for one hundred and fifteen million dollars in cash, and they moved to have Scanna and S-E-N-G sell a plantation out near Georgetown that they owned and a major property here on the Charleston Peninsula. Uh, the proceeds from the sale of those properties will be paid out to ratepayers at a later date. So we're talking, you know, they have estimated the cost of those properties um, to be several million dollars, and so, in our stories, we talked about Scana Ratepayers essentially getting between 121 million to 146 million dollars. Okay.
1: So, wait, back up on the properties. You might have explained this, but I, I got lost in there. Whose properties are these? Sorry. <laughs>
3: they are the they are the utilities. The utilities okay. owned a plantation. The okay. Scana Corporation owned a plantation down near Georgetown. They also had a major office building here in in the Charleston Peninsula. Um, and they're
1: part, like selling this to like a private owner,
3: right? They're putting up up for auction. They're okay. saying we're going to sell these, and any proceeds from the sale of these valuable properties will go to these ratepayers as part of our settlement to get out from under this lawsuit.
2: Okay, and they're pretty like they're pretty valuable properties, like you yeah. mentioned, right? Like the the one you know that um, there's the it's like a almost like a full block of downtown Charleston by the Gibbs. Like it's like you used to be able to pay your bill there. Yeah, I was about
1: to say is that office. It's that, okay. it's that
2: office. Yeah, so they're selling that like. Obviously, when you slice it up over a million or so people it's not going to be a ton of money but it'll mm-hmm. be some amount of money
0: so I guess the the thing that confuses me and and I can't be alone here when we started talking about the nuclear disaster like the the failed plan we're talking about billions of dollars and in this settlement we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, true point. like like w- w- the this the Dominion offer that that $1,000 check you, you were talking about 1. Point something billion dollars what number was that 1.3 billion, 1.3 billion. so th- this feels like kind of chump change so do we do we have any insight into like how like how do you how do they get to a number like this what so what happened here and it's kind of
3: odd is the attorneys in this case also took credit for what happened at the PSC with the state's utility regulators and in that case uh, whenever Dominion took over Scana Corporation Dominion essentially said, you know, we will write down ourselves, we will pay for ourselves uh, like $2 billion in costs for this project that we were going to seek from customers in the future. We will pay it ourselves. So the attorneys in this case took credit for that. I see. In arguing that they helped through discovery and depositions and sharing all types of evidence that they had with utility regulators in the state, that they helped to get that result for customers. And so, as a result, they took home uh, $51 million in I this see. settlement, the attorneys.
0: Yeah. It seems like they're coming out
1: well, the best. I guess, yeah. <laughs> and the, I guess if the ratepayers aren't having to pay, the that's like how...
0: Well, but, so, I mean, but guess, every,
3: yeah. the thing to remember here, the thing to remember is while, while Dominion agreed to pay down, or, or essentially write off, and their investors pay for this, the $2 billion, there's still another $2.3 billion that they are going to charge us for the next 20 years for these reactors. The point is, you're getting a settlement check for $5, $20, $80. Your next electric bill in the month after that and the month after that will include rates that go to another $2.3 billion for Dominion for this reactor that will never produce any power.
1: I love still paying for that. It's so great.
0: Right, yeah. It makes you so happy.
1: It's tremendous. Brings me joy. Okay, well that brings me this question and I know I've asked you guys this before, but not on this podcast exactly. So so we're still paying for these reactors that aren't that nothing's happening with, right? Like just, are there they're, any,
0: they're holes in the ground.
1: Yeah, are there any plans for like what is there? Or is it just gonna exist? There, like you know, like, could they sell that?
0: Could they sell holes in the ground?
3: Well, they so, sell. The so I don't know. I don't so know. Here's, here's the here's the point on <laughs> there's this. There's
1: something if you, there, though. It's not. It's more than just holes in the ground. There's, if, some, there's if, some
3: concrete. If, <laughs> if you are an SCE and G customer, or now a Dominion customer, you don't own that 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 equipment or anything there anymore because what what and G and Dominion did is they wrote that off on their federal taxes. They said we are abandoning this material, and so we should get a tax credit.
1: Oh, good. For so abandoning they, it. They got. They got something.
2: Well, no, no, but that that, that was passed on to that was passed payers. on to ratepayers. Oh, okay. Because yeah. oh, what wait. you should know, I actually, heard. this is just a fun fact about utility stuff. You pay for facts. the utilities federal taxes, like you pay their income taxes. So that that benefit did go to ratepayers. Okay. 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 So the the thing though that's sort of an interesting question about this is part of like the the nine billion dollar cost that we always talk about. A lot of that is not just like man hours and like paying workers to go work on the site. A lot of it is actually like really specialized equipment for nuclear reactors. They basically bought like the entire reactors and parts. They just hadn't assembled the parts if you think about it like that. So there's this question of if the nuclear industry survives and people become interested at some later date in building a nuclear reactor, all of that stuff, like the the physical stuff that Scanner wrote down on their taxes went to Santee Cooper, which is the state-owned utility that's a whole other situation. They're maintaining that equipment, right? Let's not go there. Right Let's now. No, we're, we're not going to go, go down a rabbit hole. Not going down that rabbit hole. But they own the stuff, and it's being maintained, at least for a little while. There is a question of, like, Saudi Arabia is interested in building nuclear reactors, potentially. If they do that, we could sell those parts to to Saudi Arabia. So it's kind of this fascinating thing where— There's, like, this big geopolitical thing happening with, like, nuclear power. If the Saudis decide, hey, we want to build reactors, those things could go from Jenkinsville, South Carolina, to the desert. Like, it's a really wild possibility. That is. And in that case, Sandy Cooper would probably make some money, but who knows how much. Is it only fascinating to us? Maybe.
0: I don't know. I think that's interesting. Brooks, do you think it's—
1: I I find that interesting. Yeah. I do. Thank you. I'm always honest about that.
0: Okay, well, so I guess if I'm going to— Try my best then to make sense of these bizarre checks that everybody got. It, it sounds like it was confusing when Dominion offered to send everybody a thousand dollars. Like maybe that was just a, a mistake, and they never should have done that. The because marketing,
1: well, I, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's what
0: it was. It was, like a, yeah. it was a, it was a, yeah, it was like a, a teaser rate right. on a loan, right? So just, so just forget about that because that that just confuses everything. They ended up, they did end up spending the money that they would have spent on that to lower everybody's rates. Mm-hmm. There's not a possibility that we can just, like, somehow make, like, undo all of the money that was spent, and, you know, even though we might wish that that were possible. So the best that we can do is try to, like, reduce how much money ratepayers are going to eventually be on the hook for. And it seems like most of the effort has actually just gone into trying to lower people's bills, which people may, may or may not be paying as much attention to. And this check is it fair to say it's just kind of a side story like it's not actually that that big of a deal in in the grand scheme of things it it
3: was a big deal for Dominion it got a huge class action settlement off their back oh okay um for dominion it they essentially said if if we don't get to if this deal doesn't go through in the, in the court system we're not taking over scanna oh. they 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 essentially made it that big of a deal and and the reason is is because Right before all of this settlement happened, a, a judge in South Carolina was weighing a ruling that could have said that Scanna had no authority under the law to charge ratepayers for these reactors to begin with.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so oh, that was that. the
3: big This settlement did away with all of that. That ruling was like looming over Scanna and Dominion and their deal that they were trying to hatch in South Carolina. And these lawyers essentially took the deal that said, you know, we'll take the the fast money now and mm-hmm. the guaranteed money in this settlement versus litigating this and possibly having Scanna go bankrupt. Right.
2: Well, so- that, and that's part of like, there's sort of an interesting like legal sort of strategic rationale to that, right? Like, had they gone all the way, had they gotten that ruling saying Scanna can't collect anything, you do have the possibility of one, it's going to be obviously appealed all the way forever. So it's gonna take several years to figure out. And then two, if it does happen, scan it, like how does the company survive that? Like they don't they spent that money. That money's gone. And they have they have debt to pay. So the basically it was yeah, taking taking like the bird in the hand versus basically betting the house on this legal theory.
0: Yeah. So it feels like this the whole story is probably one of those like sort of stories that will never Really, truly, end will probably your grandchildren will probably be reporting on it on some fallout of this. But um, I, to the extent though that 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 we like do see an endpoint or like a bookend or like a chapter ending, how, like how close to being like done with and, and like knowing what the final price tag to everybody is going to be. I mean,
3: we've already reached the point where we can
0: pretty much tabulate what people
3: have. It'd be complicated. Calculation with all these settlements going back and forth, but listen, people are going to people paid up until 2018, mid summer of 2018, they paid over two billion dollars for this plant. That's all of Scanna's customers. Yeah, and in the next 20 years, they're going to pay at least another 2.3 billion dollars. Okay, that's not going away. That that is legally binding now, Um, and so you know we're going to get to nearly. Uh two thousand forty, and people will still be paying on this in
0: okay. South carolina,
2: but as to like the uncertainty mm-hmm. if you're an s c e and g customer, we're there,
0: yeah, okay, so I mean I
2: guess like they have to sell the property right right that's that's
0: so that so error. that that's but like if i'm an SC&G customer and I'm wondering like is there anything else outstanding it's It's basically just that property.
3: Yes, everything in the nuclear reactors is settled now. Mostly settled on on SE and side. That doesn't include their partner in all of this, Santi Cooper. Okay, but that doesn't mean that rates freeze there either. Um, Dominion, Dominion has already said they're coming in next year and requesting a rate increase for other other facets mm. of their business. So,
2: but that won't be nuclear stuff. Like that'll just be just utilities being utilities. Like the nuclear right. question,
0: yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. That.
1: Okay, should we touch on very briefly on Sandy Cooper? I mean, a lot of doesn't Sandy Cooper cover like Berkeley County, or I mean, a lot of, of our listeners they, probably
3: they represent customers in every state or every county in the state because they supply the co-ops. It's,
1: I thought I understood this. A, I wrote a I wrote an explainer piece on this, and I've like it's already like
3: that's a whole other
1: okay. monster. Yeah. Okay. So, but maybe,
0: maybe I, a future episode. Well, like,
1: okay, the only thing I was going to ask though, I, 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 my understanding was that like if you live in now, South Carolina, you're like, you were, you were either a Scanna customer or a Santee Cooper customer. Well, or
0: Duke. No. or Duke. Or Duke.
1: Or Duke. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's, we way
1: can talk
3: Santee Cooper yeah. <laughs> whenever we get to January and they're deciding whether to sell it or not. Yeah. All right. I'll be All happy right. to come back. We'll and, just,
0: uh, we'll just bookmark that and, uh, do a, a Santee Cooper episode.
1: Okay, what? Wait, so what is true then?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the truth? That is,
0: honestly, is that, is,
3: that is Here, a here's job the description. Summary. Here's the summary. Dominion now owns Scana Corporation because they essentially imploded after the failure of their nuclear project. Customers paid $2 billion. They got a little bit back through this settlement process. Very Very small amount. They will pay another $2.3 billion over the next 20 years. But that's... Less than what had initially been requested of them,
1: but my question is like because I'm just trying to think about like people that are listening to this episode that are not scanner slash Dominion customers. I mean, are they not people that are Santi Cooper customers, but do you get what I'm trying to say here, like what is like how is that divided up? It's not all of South Carolina scan I mean is it either like Scana or Duke then? is that so
2: yeah so basically you you can be a direct customer of Santy Cooper like you they do some sort of retail sales if you're like in Myrtle Beach Georgetown mm-hmm. most of their business is selling to electric cooperatives which are that cover every county in the state so that's the bulk of their business that's and right. there's a really big lawsuit happening right gotcha. now between go. the cooperatives and Santee Cooper so there's like basically like the big fight that happened with the ratepayers between like ratepayers and SCNG that's sort of happening with Sandy Cooper right now in a, a sort of different way, but conceptually really similar. And then also there's Duke, which had nothing to do with this. Like they looked at being involved in the project, and they decided not to. Eh,
1: a smart call there, Duke.
2: Yeah, they were going to buy into it, but it did not happen.
1: They have their own stuff they got to deal with over there.
2: Sure. But yeah, so that's in terms of people who are affected by this. Still, the cooperatives have some que- like a lot of question marks, Indirect direct Sandy Cooper customers have some question marks. They have legal questions. They also have like legislative questions on t- as to whether we privatize Santa Cooper, essentially. Mm-hmm.
1: And what I meant when I said, I feel like I feel like I'm, like I'm going to sound dumb because like Duke's got some of their own stuff, right? Like that's like with the coal ash.
3: That's correct. That's a, Utilities. a, a third do, can you know, of worms. Yeah, I
1: know. We're not going to go in the can. We're not going <laughs> to go there. But I mean, I mean, when I was in Virginia, I was also a Dominion customer, and there was they were doing some. What could be what some people might have might describe as some shady stuff there. So, which just had to do with basically them lobbying for basically like writing some laws that we were getting passed in the general assembly there. But my question is, like, are are utility companies kind of set up for no sketchiness? I mean, are set up to like if all of the if every utility company we've named has got something going on, like, is there something flawed with just the whole like system? Of utilities. These
3: are these are just massive corporations. I mean, Duke and Dominion are two of the largest utility corporations in the country. So there's a ton going on with them, you know. That and they're transitioning away from coal, and they're doing all different types of of things. The big thing that people harp on the most is in that you have to remember whenever you deal with these utilities in most states, is that they are regulated monopolies. They're given absolute control over their customers they're the they're the only ones that can supply electricity in given territories within the state and that's the reason you have state regulators who are supposed to hold them accountable you give these companies monopolies so that you don't have duplications of services right you don't have three different electric lines running into a certain town to supply a town it doesn't make sense but whenever you give these huge corporations that much power you have to have these regulators who are willing to challenge them and make sure that they're making smart decisions because ultimately there is no competitor to turn to if this corporation makes you mad or if your bill's wrong or if they're charging too high of a rate for electricity. That's your only option. And so that's the reason that the Public Service Commission exists. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why well, people I, angry. I think
1: angry. I think to, to yeah, that add, was really well put. Yeah,
0: I yeah. think additionally to, to add to that, if you just think about how important – utilities are to your daily life and to just life in society. I mean, nothing functions without electricity. You know, you can't live without water. So like they just have a huge impact on your life. They're super, super important. And then if you think about like how, where does energy even come from in the first place? A lot of times it's either, I mean, there's not like perfect ways to generate electricity. It's expensive or it's dirty or, even like hydroelectric has like you know environmental concerns. It's so it like I I guess to answer your question I, I'm thinking I, I like I don't know if maybe it's a situation where if we imagine a perfect utility where everything is going right, it still seems like there just would be some controversies because yeah. it would be un- unavoidable.
2: It's I mean it's a big series of trade offs. Like right. it, you you have a quasi public agency that's actually a for profit company. That has a lot of power, so there's going to be a lot of push and pull with that. And it's an essential need, and you have no choice over where you get it from. So, like, it's it's sort of it's ripe for more scrutiny, uh, or just in general for a lot of scrutiny and a lot of frustration because you have no choice and it's so yeah. important. And they're really powerful, but they're for profit. Like, there's just sort of a, it's a really interesting stew, like at the line of public and private. Right. That yeah, they're always going to be ripe for controversy. Right, right.
3: and often in in. No matter which state you go to in this country, if there is a regulated utility market, meaning that they are monopolies, you're going to find that these large utility companies are some of the largest lobbying influences in, in your given state house. Because their entire business model rests on getting what they want from state government. And the decisions that are made at the state level affect their profit margins drastically. And so you're always going to have them pushing legislation and pushing changes to, to regulations in the state because ultimately they need that in order to feed their their shareholders or their their investors up on Wall Street.
2: And I mean sort of just adding on to that, like I think people look at it as being like a really negative and, and sort of shady thing. And I understand why that is. Like obviously people feel weird about money and politics. But if you think about, like, from the from the utility perspective, like all a regulated utility is is its relationship with the state. You know what I mean? Like everything, their whole their business is what they're allowed to do in the state. So it makes sense that they're going to push hard. The question is is there is there a counterforce, or is the legislature and the regulators are they sort of skeptical and pushing back enough? And right. that's that's where I think that there can be some issues. But from the utility perspective, like. If I were a utility, I would totally be lobbying. Like, your whole business is your relationship with the state.
0: Yeah, true.
1: I feel like the end of, of many of our episodes, it's always just kind of like, oh, well, there's no way that this topic is not kind of screwed. We're not, you know, <laughs> like, right? Like, life life is, like, <laughs> I understand life is complicated. Because life is complicated and imperfect, and it's. It's definitely not fair.
3: The the point I think, and, and this is what has come out of VC summer the most, is there has been more of an emphasis at the state legislature and I think within the community at large in South Carolina, a recognition that utility companies in South Carolina need to be held more accountable for their decisions um, and the way that they impact the finances of nearly every Person In South Carolina. And so there's been much more emphasis placed on the Public Service Commission, which is a seven-member uh, group of regulators uh, here in South Carolina. And I I see s- subtle shifts happening there. And I think that has been the big change and the big takeaway from VC Summer is that there's more acknowledgement that what happens at the Public Service Commission matters.
1: Hey, yeah. that's kind of a positive. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Brown with the optimism. Yeah. Yeah, I like I it. People yeah. paying attention. That's yeah, what, I mean, that's Excellent, good. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Um, I think it's probably a, a reasonable place to as as yeah. reasonable place as any to to yeah. wrap this up. I
1: this I have, one could go on.
0: I have one random fact that I that I want to just close on because I think it's
1: I think it's low oh, key interesting. I know, I know. what this is about to be your favorite thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. So S-C-E-N-G stands for South Carolina Electric and Gas. Their parent company is called SCANA. That's the company we've been talking about the whole time. It's Written in all caps, and it starts with SC. And so I always thought it must be an acronym. It must stand for something. Everything here in South Carolina is like an acronym that starts with SC, right? It makes so much sense. It's not. It's a made-up word. They just made it up. It doesn't stand for anything. Well, so
2: it, it does. Actually, it is sort of an acronym. <laughs> sort of. Oh, wait, sort what? of. He, he, it's, this is every It's, favorite no, it's thing. their <laughs> way of jamming the word South Carolina into five letters. That's actually what it is. Oh,
1: but my it's, gosh. It's just – I what – I. What? Wait, I just realized... I, I you know.
2: I, I was wondering about this because I once asked... It's when like I that
0: still counts as a major. I, I asked.
2: I asked... Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I asked our business editor, can oh we not gosh. use all caps for Scana? Because, like, Bloomberg does capital S Scana, right. but not everything else. And he was like, we tried that once, and we got a lot of pushback from people in <laughs> Scana who were saying,
0: actually, it is an abbreviation. Mm-hmm. Well... And that's oh how I gosh, learned. It's, uh, They're uh, wrong. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, anyway, gosh. that's a thought to ponder. <laughs> Wait,
1: whose idea was that?
2: I don't know. I mean, Scana was created in, like, the 70s, so yeah. somewhere
1: I in love the 70s. that. I didn't right. know. I, now I get why you're so obsessed with that, Emory. I've heard you mention that is not an acronym before, but I didn't realize that it was smushing South Carolina together. That's so good.
0: All right, so, Thad, uh, Andy, thanks so much for uh, coming on and trying to explain all of this Um is there anything that you guys want to plug or how can people, do you guys want to throw out your Twitter handles or anything? I'm at More on Twitter.
1: Everybody search Thadmore BuzzFeed. Um, uh, let us know what you think about that. Fa- yeah. That's not my plug, but sure. that's That's, I, that's, my, that's that is, my plug.
0: That, yeah, that's Brooks's plug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Read the BuzzFeed article about that. It's, it's good.
0: You can find also- Sorry.
3: You can find me at Andy underscore Ed underscore Brown on Twitter. What's the what's the ad? It's my middle name, Edward. Oh, Edward. Okay.
1: And um, also, definitely, you know, check back with the Post and Courier news content. Um, both when sorry, let me repeat that. Um, you're
0: you got digital brain you're thinking about content. Digital
1: brain. Well, news <laughs> content. But uh, no, I also just wanted to say that uh, both Andy and Thad, on a, on a serious note, have done a really fantastic job reporting on this whole thing from the beginning and are continuing to do so. So please come to us, read their stories. It's really important stuff. And we hope that this episode might've helped give some background on it so that when you do read the stories, they a little easier to wrap your head around. And then also, uh, we have a business newsletter that if you liked this episode, you might like, um, you can sign up for it at post slash newsletters. Oh, also, Follow Understand South Carolina on social. I realized we don't have that at the end of the
0: At Understand SC on, on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and, and Instagram. Instagram, And um, our Twitter is run by the, the same guy that did the meme. The, the meme about bubblegum shrimp.
0: The Understand account is at least 25% more dank than the Post and Courier. It's a know.
1: lot of memes. It's kind of like... Um, 75%. Yeah, so I'm, I'm...
0: I said at least.
1: I'm his boss, <laughs> and... Uh, You know, anytime he's got, like, some wild idea for a tweet that I'm like, we can't put that on the Post and Courier account, I'll be like, you can put it on the Understand South Carolina account so you can see some wild stuff there. Thanks, y'all. Oh, oh, and somehow, I'm sorry, Emory. I'm going to make you edit this. I'm sorry, I'm causing you all kinds of editing problems. But I do want to say, with the Twitter note, we will be putting out a poll and encouraging the uh, Team Andy versus Team Bad bad hashtags to see who who (laughs) explains... Explain
2: South Carolina better. Yeah, yeah. I'll give I'll give my vote to Andy. Sad, sad, sad.
3: No, sad. No, no. It would be very sad if uh, you lost this because I'm not even from South Carolina originally. So.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of ashamed that you would God give up that. has
0: been thrown? Cool. I try to be nice <laughs> to the guy. <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: All right. Uh, bye, y'all. Till next right.
0: week. Yeah. Bye. All right, and that's all. Understand South Carolina is a production of The Post and Courier in Charleston. Our theme song is by Billy Fountain. You can stream his music by searching for Billy, that's with an IE, Fountain, on Spotify. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. You can get in touch with us by emailing understandsc at postandcourier.com, or, of course, you can tweet at us with any questions or comments. And if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to like us and leave a rating on the Apple Podcast Store. See y'all later.